Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. They're going to tell you this is it. This is it. We've got to ban fossil fuels. Ban fossil fuels now. You know, what if somebody came along and said, maybe it's our endless embracing of all things godless. Normalizing pedophilia, normalizing sodomy, sexualizing children. Now, they, only, they only like the wrath of God stuff. Well, they don't like the, you know, they would never accept that. But hurricanes have been hitting Florida since there's been Florida. The truth is we put more things in the path of destruction. And when they get destroyed, we rebuild them in the same spot. That could be New Orleans. That could be Florida. It could be anywhere. They refuse to accept the fact that, yes, the climate changes. It doesn't mean humans are changing it. Climate has cycles. You know, I remember when we were told, it was after Irene, I believe, in New Jersey, that this was going to be an annual thing. We haven't had a serious, serious hurricane in about a decade. And yet over and over and over again, the climate hysteria, they use every single weather event to promote global Marxism. And that's the only answer. And they say, no, we're not trying to promote global Marxism, but yet everything that they're promoting is at its base, in its intent, is Marxist or at least authoritarian control of the economy. But you're going to be watching the climate hysterics all all throughout this hurricane, which, of course, we want people to be safe. We want people to get out if they're in danger. And again, I keep saying it, you know, I've had friends laugh in my face about prepping. I have. I've had, I had a friend once say, I just, you know, you're, you're paranoid. And I'm like, I'm not paranoid. I'm prepared. Being prepared is a good thing. Because you might be stuck on a road. You might get somewhere where there's no hotel rooms or not enough. You have to be able to be able to exit your home and with what you have on your back, survive for 72 hours at minimum. That might mean several MREs, change of clothes, uh, medical, first aid kits, etc., etc., water purification. I've got everything from the, the drinking straws to the hanging hanging filters. Being prepared is not being crazy. And it's not rooting for these things to happen either, my God. But they do happen. Extreme weather events happen. And to listen to these people who are trying to scare you into believing they happen because you drive an SUV to the grocery store is a little ridiculous. Line 695 Patriot 9572874. Where to begin today? Let's see, we have a federal judge who has decided that Donald Trump should stand trial the day before Super Tuesday. Like that is not chosen for a reason. And disregards the trial in Florida. We have new videos, audio for radio, of parents being ejected from school board meetings for reading aloud books that are available to their children in school. They're being thrown out of school board meetings 
for doing nothing more than reading aloud from books that are available to their children. That somehow violates the rules. Headline Bloomberg. Poor Americans tap debt, buy less food as as consumer cracks widen. An increasing share of low-income Americans are behind on rent and struggling to afford food, adding to signs of growing financial distress in the economy. Among households using supplemental nutritional assistance programs, boosted pandemic benefits 42% skipped meals and 42% starting. I'm a little under the weather today. I was going to take the day off yesterday. I don't know what's wrong with me. I took a COVID test. I'm not positive for COVID, but God knows my head is just, you're going to have to bear with me on this one. Anyway, period, 42% skipped meals in August and 55% ate less because they couldn't afford food more than double last year's share, according to a Wednesday report from Propel Inc., a benefits software developer. Those on SNAP are typically households with income at or below the poverty line. The data also highlights that households were worse off in August from just a month ago. Since July, an increasing share of low-income households had utilities shut off, couldn't afford the prior month's utility bill, or couldn't afford rent. More than two-thirds of those surveyed who were receiving boosted SNAP payments said they had some form of debt. I don't know. Didn't, didn't Biden pass this miraculous Inflation Reduction Act? We heard Corrine Jean-Pierre say it over and over again. They were bringing down the cost for families. We heard that line, which was clearly focus-tested. We're bringing down the cost for families. Bringing down the cost for families. Now, the Inflation Reduction Act didn't reduce inflation. It made the largest investment in green energy, they said. And it capped certain prescription drug prices. Which, by the way, I didn't know the federal government had the power to do that, but okay. Biden says, come on, man, the people won, big farmer lost. You mean after you funneled tens of billions of dollars to them, they capped the price of insulin? Whoop-de-whoop-de-doo. But you said you were bringing down the cost for families. Gas prices are high. Food prices are high. Inflation is still high. And the answer you're going to get from Democrats, that's why we need to increase SNAP funding. We need more funding for rental assistance, more funding for utility assistance, more government, more government, more government spending. And you know what's amazing is that none of these people, none of these people on the left ever will acknowledge the effect of the open border. The federal government is caring for millions and millions of people who have crossed the border illegally. And they are, they are balancing. They are, see, the thing is, you can say, well, the government could walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. Yeah, but if you're trying to walk, chew bubblegum, and snap your fingers, at some point you have to decide what your priorities are. The idea that the federal government can take on everything, domestically, locally, internationally, and that we'll have the resources to pay for all of these efforts is, quite frankly, nonsense. It's as silly as saying people are changing the climate. But you never hear anyone who believes in big government say, you know, that's not for the government, or the government can't get to that right now, or the federal government shouldn't be doing that, that's left for the states, or what have you. The federal government is, is balancing 
the needs of the non-citizen on an equal plane with the needs of the citizen. Now, I'll shut my mouth. I'll give I'll give you the opportunity. You can win the argument here. You can knock me you can knock me right out. You read to me from the Constitution where it says the non-citizen has an expectation of equal treatment to the citizen in the United States. Meaning if we're we're looking at a homeless veteran or a migrant family, we go, we don't know which one gets our attention first. Which one? Who gets the resources? Well, we just need more resources. What do you mean you need more? Well, where do the resources come from? Well, we just have to we just have to we have to budget them. Budget them from where? We're always hearing about this program and that program needs more funding. And yet we have $33 trillion in debt. And the problem, one of the problems is if, if you've never been, and I would say do it if you're in Washington, D.C., you're allowed to go visit the office of your member of Congress. They might be there and they might not be there. But if you go into any congressional office, there are groups of people representing every single damn cause in the world lobbying for resources. I, it, it, it's limitless. And, the, and, and this is all, all focused on the federal government. The federal government was not designed to take care of you. It wasn't designed to educate you or feed you or house you or provide uh, retirement. None of these things are mentioned as responsibilities of the keyword federal government. And yet everything is focused on the federal government. So people will sit in the offices waiting hours to get 10 minutes with a member of Congress because their cause has to has to be front and center and has to have has to have full funding. Now I'm not arguing as to whether or not some of these causes are legitimate, but many of them don't belong in the purview of the federal government, but everybody wants the federal government. And I think the federal government has been proven whether it's Republicans or Democrats being highly inefficient to solve so many of these problems. We've spent, we're in debt to $33 trillion, and many of these problems are still with us. So if you spend, you know, X number of trillions of dollars on a war on poverty, and you still have poverty, you lost the war. Maybe the federal government's not the best suited for this. Wine 695 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. But you can't tell these people that. They believe the federal government is here to run everything, govern everyone, be involved and in charge all across the board. And they're not. And I'm going to tell you right now, this struggle, if you will, is going to continue. And you're going to be told that it's evil Republicans that won't budget the resources, but... They'll never tell you where they come from. Well, the rich don't pay their fair share. Again, I neither envy the rich nor pity the poor. I can't find one line of text in the Constitution that says being rich makes you responsible for the poor. If you could show me that, I'll shut up. You know, on a broader point, 
And we see this with these indictments of Donald Trump. We have so-called legal experts who are using the concept of meta-law or case law precedent or other legal tools to get around the Constitution and the law itself. When you start prosecuting people for speech, you're violating the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't belong to Lawrence Tribe or the most recent graduating class of Havid Law School or even politicians themselves. It belongs to us, we the people. They say the Constitution must be followed. That's why Trump has to be barred from re-election. Really? Under what, what statute? Well, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Is Section 3 divorced from Section 5? No, it's not. But they've taken possession of the Constitution and possession of the law. And they stitch together so-called legal theories and legal arguments that they all nod their heads in agreement and say, okay, that's, that's what we're going to do now. So if they want to charge Jenna Ellis with giving a speech in Arizona, uh, if they want to charge her in Fulton County with that, eh, whatever. Wine 695 patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. The hardcore summer is winding down. Winding down. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.